0: Hello and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the word of God. To the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation, and it came to pass that uh, came to pass at that time while Eli was lying down in his place, and when his eyes had begun to go grow, so them that he could not see. And before the lamp of God went out in. The tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of God was and while Samuel was lying down that the Lord called Samuel and he answered here I am so he ran to Eli and said here I am for you called me and he said I did not call lie down again and he went and laid down Then the Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, here I am. For you called me, he answered. I did not call you. I did not call my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And he says, and the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am. For you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. All right. We're going to stop right there. We're going to stop right there. I want to talk to you tonight from the subject. Are you in position to hear? Are you? In position to hear. Are you in position to hear? Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to make this sermon really brief. Um, i just been feeling a series of this, like our church is in transition, and I feel as though that your life is about to be in transition as well, and you have to be prepared for the next. Say, I got to be prepared for the next. Believe it or not, you are growing up. <laughs> Believe it or not, all of us are maturing one way or another. All right. But it matters how you grow. And the biggest thing of understanding what to be prepared for what's next is that you must be positioned, say positioned to hear from the architect of your life. And so, ladies and gentlemen, anytime God wants to do something or shift something in your life or make an announcement in your life um, as, it, as it pertains to the next chapter of your life, he's going to call you or a series of events are going to happen where God is trying to get your attention. Yeah. Well, he's gonna, he, In this case, ladies and gentlemen, what is happening is, is that up until this point, There have been judges ruling over Israel. But God is going to make a shift right here. God is going to make a shift. God is going to, God is moving from a place of judges now to a place of prophets. He's moving from a place of judges to a place of prophets. What he's pretty much trying to do is he's trying to institute uh, the prophetic and to make it official. All right, are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, And he's going to use Samuel as the mouthpiece of which he would bring, which he would rule and train up, which, excuse me, which he would train up other kings and priests and how they should operate. He would be the one to anoint kings. He would be the one to uh, raise up kings. And not only that, but he would be the one, the first educational school we see Samuel raised up. Samuel raised up a school of prophets. But in order for you to get to all of that, he had to be in position to hear what was the next, not only for his life, but for the life of the country of Israel. Ladies and gentlemen, our church is on is in a transition. Yes, it's, yeah, we're getting a new building. Yes, service time's about to change, but it's more than that. Yeah. It's in what it means. You get what I'm saying? It's in what it not only means for us corporately, but for what it means for us individually. Your life, ladies and gentlemen, is going through a transition, a change. But in order for you to really uh, move with transition, you got to be in position at the feet of Jesus to really hear what thus saith the Lord. Yeah. Book of Revelation says when Jesus was addressing the seven churches of Asia Minor he says he that has an ear let him hear what the spirit is saying to the church. Yeah. And I believe more than ever ladies and gentlemen you better have an ear to hear what the spirit is saying to the church. Because let me tell you something: when you're reading, when you're looking at the news, when you're looking at your, when uh, when you're looking at Instagram, when you're looking at Facebook, when you're looking at all of these things, I'm telling you, sometimes what you're hearing or what you're seeing is not encouraging. What you're seeing and what you're hearing, ladies and gentlemen, it could sometimes sow fear it can sometimes uh make you feel like why should i even go out and try to do that when it just seems like it's not going to ever happen right. you get what i'm saying sometimes what you see what other people doing can sometimes discourage you from even doing anything yeah. cuz it's like oh, i don't know if i want to do that i don't know if i should step out there but when you're at the feet of jesus and hear what he has to say versus what you hear or what you see On your phone or what your friends may say let me tell you something that's going to encourage you to know that well if my Heavenly Father is telling me this then that means that there's some truth to it ladies and gentlemen Samuel and what I what this is so important was is that Samuel was God's person that he would raise and that he would choose to usher in this transition That Samuel would be the one that God would call to be his prophet. To establish this prophetic order. Now the prophet, you know, Moses was a prophet as well. But at the time it was not something that was, it was something that the prophetic was around. But now God was establishing the office through Samuel. God was establishing the office through Samuel. Ladies and gentlemen, he would have tried to use Eli's sons, but they were wicked. and Eli did not address them. Eli didn't address them so God did not God did not use them, but he used a, a, a young boy by the name of Samuel. Samuel was 12 years old at the time where he got this call. He was 12 years old. a young lad, they would say that he would, he would be called at 12 yeah. with this responsibility. Ladies and gentlemen, what the scripture says that at this time, he did not know, he did not yet know the Lord was not to suggest, ladies and gentlemen, that he didn't know who God is. It does not suggest that he was not in fellowship with God because he was operating as a priest. He had fellowship, he, he knew God but he did not know God in the way that he speaks directly to the people. He didn't know God in that way. So that's when he said that Samuel had not yet known God. That's what he means. It's not that he don't know God. It's not that he didn't wasn't serving a life that was dedicated to God. It was the fact that he did not know God in that type of way. Yeah. Are you get what I'm saying? A lot of us can know God. We have a good relationship with him. But guess what? It's not until you are like, wait a minute. God actually speaks not just through the pastor, but he speaks to me. I'm not used to this. (laughs) You get what I'm saying? That's a different thing. Like, I didn't know he does that. I know he was rolling like that. So here's the reality, ladies and gentlemen. The reason why Samuel kept going to Eli was that Eli, ladies and gentlemen, he was suffering through a lot of infirmity. He was, on the, he was towards the near end of his life. He was pretty much going blind. And so Samuel was close to kind of help him along. Yeah. All right? To, to help him along. And so he thought that it was Eli calling him. So he's like, man, listen, that's you. I know. I, anything, I, I, I think that's you, Eli. Eli said, I didn't call you. I didn't call you. Go back, lay down. Samuel go he goes back he lies down again and he hears Samuel Eli I know that's you. Eli says, "Boy, I didn't call you." Go and lay back down. Samuel says, "All right, let me go back over here again." Samuel Eli What's up, man? This is pastor B's rendition of the story What's up, man? Listen here boy, Eli for the last Wait a minute. The scripture said he perceived that the Lord was calling him So this time was different watch me this time was different this time he tells he tells Samuel Okay, you're going to go back to your room again. I didn't call you, but I perceive that the Lord is calling you. So that's why it's very important also to have someone who's a little bit more seasoned in the faith, because sometimes when you're talking with them, they can kind of help to point you in the right direction. Wait a minute. I think maybe God is trying to get your attention here. I think God is maybe trying to get you to kind of hold on, get still for a second and that you may recognize my voice. Because a lot of times you, you it's a lot of times you go like Samuel, not because he didn't know. He just didn't know. That's all right. So I'm not putting no blame on Samuel that, oh God, he didn't know God's voice and you don't know God's voice. That's why you run running to Eli. That's how some people would preach it. That's not the case. We're not indicting Samuel. We're, here's what happens. Eli, Eli comes on as an older, state, older statesman to help guide him yeah. into the presence of God. To mentor him into the presence of God. Thank you, OG. That's what he does. He mentors him. Hey, this is how this is God speaking, son. And when you go back, what you need to say, you need to really tell You need to say, speak, Lord, for thy servant is listening. What's up, everybody? I'm standing in the future sanctuary of TCF. Listen, we need your support. Continue to support us with the Only Believe campaign. Listen, this is where all your money is going to. It's helping us build this and not only that, but other future projects where we can help the community. Listen, so right now. All right, so right now, be a blessing as we look to connect more lives to the transforming power of love of Jesus Christ. Remember, transformation starts here. I'm saying is, is that with this text, ladies and gentlemen, and what are some of the things that I want to pull out to you is, is that Samuel, what I like about it, even though he confused God's voice with Eli's, he was ready, meaning that he made himself available at every time he heard the call, every time Samuel heard the call. He didn't fully know what it meant. He didn't even really know it was God calling him instead of Eli. But what I like about this is that he made himself available every time. It's not in the fact that he ran, but but path to be, he ran Eli. That's not the point. The point is he didn't fully know what God's voice sounded like. Because he had not known God in this way. So then here comes Eli, mentors him, tells hey, go back down. That's God speaking to you and let him speak. And so with him saying, telling him to say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. What he's telling Samuel to do is now you got to make yourself available. Say, speak, Lord. Speak, Lord, Lord, for your servant is listening. Eli didn't tell Samuel, hey, when you go back there, ask God for all the things you want. Since he's speaking to you, ask him for everything while you got him on the line. <laughs> ask him for everything. He didn't do that. And, and here, and I'm joking with you, but here's the key thing in the in the verse. It says that the word of the Lord was scarce in that time. That means revelation was scarce. That means God was just not speaking on the regular. And whenever God spoke, because guess what? Eli represented kind of the spiritual state of where Israel was at at the time. Dying. Blind. They were spiritually blind. You want to know why they were spiritually blind? Because they kept giving themselves over to idolatry. They kept giving themselves over. And and when you keep doing that, you are not in position to hear from God. And therefore, God shuts his mouth. God shuts his mouth. And why why would God waste his words when you're not even trying to hear? Think about it. It's like somebody coming to you for advice. And you know that person don't like to listen no way. And you tell them the truth and they still go out and do what they're going to do anyway. Come on, I know everybody got a friend like that. Yeah, family, family, whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You tell them something like it goes in one ear out the other and it seems like they're agreeing with you at the moment. And then they go out and do whatever they want to do. All right, don't come back to me then. <laughs> Fortunately, I thank God I'm not God. Because well, God will still have mercy. <laughs> Lord, but here's the thing, God... Was not given, there was no, there was not uh, uh, a lot of open revelation. That's why when Samuel hears this call, that's because God sees something in the innocence of this young boy that he's going to use. And that he would be the one that I'm going to speak through because I'm ready to say something. I'm ready to do something in the earth. Anytime God is ready to do something on the earth, he's going to take you through a serious event. Anytime God wants to do something in you and your family, he's going to do whatever to get your attention. Because He's trying to get you in the position. Let me tell you something. Sometimes, and I'm not saying God has to use this, but sometimes God will even allow certain calamity happening in your life. Because for some of us, calamity is the only way we can actually get in the presence of God. Sometimes God will allow, I'm not saying He causes it, I'm not saying that He doesn't even have to bring that. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that sometimes God will allow us to go through certain things in order that we may get into position to hear. But let's be like Samuel, let's not get to that place. <laughs> say, Lord, have mercy. Have mercy. have mercy, have mercy. He says, "Are you in position?" So what I like is that number one, he he makes himself available. He said, "Hey, I'm here." I like how attentive uh, how attentive he was to Eli, and with that same eagerness to be attentive, to be a help. Yes, he says, "Here I am. Speak to me." Here's another thing that I like. Number one, you make make yourself available. Say, I gotta make myself available. Make myself available. The other thing that I want to show you about Samuel in this text is that Samuel Samuel is in is 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 in a place of um uh. How to put this? Another thing I like about Samuel is is that he is quiet. He goes back. He says, "Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening." He says not a word so that he could hear what God has to say. A lot of times in our prayer life, ladies and gentlemen, it is nothing wrong with asking. But you have to see prayer as a conversation. What I mean by that is you got two people communicating. I know people like, oh, God ain't real. Let's see, he is real. He talks back. he 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 talks if you listen. If you ain't so busy talking, maybe he can talk to you. Amen. I'm trying to have a conversation. And sometimes you have to understand that there needs to be a point in however you spend time with God that you transition from asking, venting, all of that to listening. Yeah. <laughs> It's okay to vent to God. It's okay to talk to him. Ask him questions. I know that's contrary to how some people were raised, but yes, you can ask God questions. I understand that. God, why did this happen? You may not always get the answer you want, but you can ask him. Sometimes you got to be quiet and listen to what God is saying. I don't just want you to hear. I want you to listen. It's a difference. I can hear you don't mean I'm listening to you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's like a marriage. I can hear my wife at times. Don't mean I'm listening. (laughs) Don't mean I'm listening. Y'all hear what I said? You know what I mean? I'm just saying with your friends, you can hear them. Don't be that you're listening to them like, I hear you, but (laughs) are you hearing what I'm saying? And so sometimes you got to learn how to be still. Say, "Be be still. Let them talk. Here, here it is. Let me give you some Bible. Here we go. Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse seven, it says a time to fear and a time to sow a time to keep silence sometimes you got there you got to understand there's a time to keep silence and you know what? Let me tell you something. In your prayer time, sometimes uh, tiredness or sleepiness can come upon you when you're trying to be still and not do anything. And this is where discipline comes in because you really got to discipline your mind, your heart, so that you your mind... Come on. Has anybody like me been in prayer at times and your mind just wander off? Yeah. It just wanders off in prayer. Like, I know it's been me. Like, I, <laughs> I pray and I can... Like I can pray for about an hour or two. I really can. And so, but sometimes in prayer, some of the demonic attack against you is the is the focus part. Yeah, yeah. Because what happens is my mind can go all over the place and it, it don't got to be nothing bad. It's just, um, oh, what am I eating after I get out of prayer tonight? <laughs> uh, boy, I got to take the trash out after this, man. <laughs> Did I finish that work assignment at work or did I not? <laughs> Your mind just starts wandering all over the place. Like I can be on my knees, I can be sincere. Like I can be sincere, like God, I want you to do this. Hmm. <laughs> oh man, that's how it be. <laughs> Let's be honest. But that's okay, but this is where discipline comes in, where you got to kind of discipline your mind like, uh-uh, bring it back, Brandon. Bring it back. Get back in the presence of God. You're all I want. You're all- <laughs> you are you got to do something. Bring your pulse back. So Samuel's here. See, if you can't handle this challenge, then you'll probably miss what God has to say. All right? Here's another thing. Number one, you got to make yourself available. Number two, you got to be still to listen. Number three, you have to be okay with whatever God says. Why do I say this? Because what Samuel's about to hear about what God has to say concerns his mentor. God's about to give him some revelation, not only about the state of Israel, but about his mentor. What I'm trying to tell you is when you make yourself available, when you're still, you got to be okay with whatever the revelation that God's going to give you. The revelation may be about yourself, which you just got to suck it up and take it if it's a rebuke. Oh, you didn't think God rebukes us at times, huh? Those who he loves, he also prunes. If he ain't pruning you, then, then you not a one of his. Are right, you get what I'm saying? I don't know who you a part of. I just know you're not a part of God. But what I'm saying is you got to be okay. And you got to also be okay if, in fact, God gives you revelation about others. Sometimes God will say, hey, you need to talk to that person. And this is what I want you to tell them. God, I ain't trying to be in nobody's business. I don't want them to think I'm holier than thou. I don't want them to think I'm some type of crazy person. God don't care about that. You don't know what, what God puts on your mouth is about to save somebody. Yeah. You so worried about how you look in front of the person. While God is trying to give you this information to help save that person. Or help them not make a decision that can mess up their life. You got to get over yourself. You really got to get over yourself here. Because God gives him information about his mentor. That's what he does. Let me give you some Bible to back this up. Let me take you in the later verses of what he says and then we're coming To an end. All right. Have you gotten anything out of this tonight? If you got something, those of you watching online, I want you to put it in the chat if you got something. All right. Hear me. here it is. Also, oh, so verse nine, it says, therefore, Eli said to Samuel, go lie down and it shall be if he calls you then that you must say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears." So Samuel went and lay uh, laid down in his place. Now, the Lord came and stood and called, uh, called as at other times, Samuel, 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 and Samuel answered, speak. For your servant hears. Then the Lord said to Samuel, behold, I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. In that day, I will perform against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity, which he knows because his sons made themselves vile and he did not restrain them. And therefore I have, verse 14, and therefore I have sworn to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. Verse 15, so Samuel laid down until morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord and Samuel was afraid to tell Eli the vision. But this is what a seasoned mentor knows. I know that was God speaking to you. So he tells him, so in the later verses, he says to Eli, he, Eli tells Samuel, what did God say? What did he say Samuel like I don't, I don't, I don't know what he said I, <laughs> I don't know if I need to tell you this like I'm only twelve. I don't necessarily feel comfortable with telling you this." Come on, think about it. He's a young teenager. He just heard that there is Eli, you're in trouble. (laughs) Like, it's over. Like, it's over. (laughs) I need you to really come to the scripture. He's young. And he gotta tell this man. And Eli said, this is what you gotta learn. This is what Eli said to him. Then Eli called Samuel. Verse 16, Samuel, my son, and he answered, here I am. And he said, what is the word that the Lord spoke to you? Please do not hide it from me. God do so to you. And more also, if you hide anything from me of all the things that he said. Then Samuel told him everything. You don't got to tell me not. because I already know what he said about you. And I, and I <laughs> So he was like, I already know what he said about you. So Samuel, the scripture says, Samuel told him everything. Listen, man, it's because you didn't set your sons in order. Listen, he's bringing iniquity upon your house, buddy. That's what he tells him. And you got to be okay. Because guess what? If you don't say nothing, blood is on your hands. So you got to be in position to hear because if you don't do it, if you're not obedient to what you have heard, then guess what? You're only setting yourself up. And you're setting your family up. Eli didn't listen to God when he, had to, when he had to confront his boys. And that's why he's in the state that he's in now. Because he didn't listen. It's not about just being in position around the proximity of the presence of God. You got to be in a place of Stillness. To hear what God has to say. Make yourself available. Be still in his presence. Silence yourself. I know you want to talk, but be quiet. And three, you got to be okay with whatever the revelation God gives you. Because it's necessary. Because I like what God said. What I'm about to say, ears are about to tingle in Israel. What God about to do in your, in, what God is about to do is gonna make some ears tingle. Not only about what God is doing in this church, but what God's gonna do in your life, and then in the life of your family. Come on, stand to your feet. We're getting out of here tonight. I hope you received that word. Listen, if you don't know Jesus Christ, I want to offer you Jesus. I want to offer you Jesus. I want to offer you the one who died for your sin that was buried and He rose again so that you may have life. Let me tell you something, my friend, those of you who are watching online, those of you who are in person, let me tell you tonight that guess what? we, if Jesus had not come to save us, we would be doomed. We would be doomed. We were destined for damnation and condemnation and the shame, but Jesus came to deliver. Deliver us from that. Not only that, but to give us a life, a better way of living. A better way of living that you're fully whole. Experiencing peace. Experiencing joy. And I'm not trying to tell you, I'm not trying to tell you ladies and gentlemen that your life is going to be so easy after you give your life to Christ. That's not the case. What I'm trying to tell you, that it's better to do it with him than do it alone. And so I give you Jesus tonight. If you want to rededicate your life back to Christ, you can do that as well. It is not the fact that God changed in the situation you did. He still got his arms open and say, come back home. If you also want to partner with this church today, we got partners literally all over the world of all different uh, backgrounds. I'm telling you, name it. We will, I would love to pastor you. But more, more importantly than you join in a church, I need to make sure that you are part of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> the, the, I need to make sure that you, you, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And so tonight, I give you Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, I give you, I want you to say this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and I'm coming to repent of my sin. I acknowledge that you died on the cross, that you were buried and that you rose again and you ascended to the Father just for me. And tonight I give my life over to you as my Lord and my Savior in Jesus name we pray amen if you said that prayer for the first time you text that number on the screen of those of you watching if you said that for first time here listen we'll get with you and tell you that about the decision you just made you made the best decision of your life come on put your hands together and give god a praise tonight hallelujah thanks for listening to the get transformed podcast We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.